Welcome to the first episode of 2020 Vision, a podcast where we will talk everything from politics to primaries and more, even though primaries are politics. We're not that creative in the politics department at CAS. (laughs) We're not putting the arts in College of Arts and Science. My name is Miliana Boche, and I am a freshman at NYU CIS studying public policy and data science. And I am Arya Tusi. I am a senior in CIS studying politics and journalism. I am more interested in sociology, economics, and behavioral econ, and overall just the person aspect behind politics. I have changed my major six times since I've gotten here, but now we are sticking with it. Public policy. I'm more into political history, political theory, policy making. I, on the other hand, haven't changed my major at all, but I did pick journalism because it fit and not because... <laughs> he studied abroad. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Another important thing you should know about the two of us is that we are chronically incapable of taking anything seriously at all. It means that this politics show is not going to be like watching any nightly news show. It's going to be a little bit more entertaining. This isn't national public radio. This is nearly politically reliable. These days, political news moves so fast that a weekly podcast would feel like staying informed by Messenger Pigeon. That's why instead of just being straight news, we're going to focus on analysis and more importantly, analysis on issues that don't really get coverage across the media that you probably haven't heard of in other places. One thing that you probably heard about this week was that Bernie Sanders had a heart attack and he was hospitalized in order to put two stents into his arteries to make sure that it wouldn't happen again. But something that you probably haven't heard about was that a lot of people were actually criticizing his campaign for a lack of transparency. And here's what Bernie had to say about that. No, I don't accept that. No, I think that's a media thing. You know, I think that, you know, to try to understand what in fact is going on, it's... uh, I think we did it appropriately, we did it as quickly as we could. No apologies. What were their concerns about his transparency? They were concerned that he didn't tell anyone that it was a heart attack. They just said that he was in the hospital and didn't say why. But I honestly think that that just shows how politics has changed so much and that you need to be that open in your campaign because 20 years ago, if someone, if a candidate was hospitalized, nobody would be asking them what for. Um, So each week we're probably going to talk about a couple interesting things that happened, politically speaking, that you might not have heard on other networks or maybe some facts that you haven't heard um, until we bring them to you today. Because we're here to educate the people, and the people is you. Other politics news. So another thing we'll bring to you every week are the polls that are currently going on. There is a website called realclearpolitics.com, which averages all the polls from multiple different sites, including Quinnipiac, Fox News, and more. All the big ones. Yeah, all the big ones are included in Real Clear Politics, and so that's the one that we'll be using on this podcast before anyone comes at us online for saying that we're using biased polls. Yeah, all those listeners listening to us and giving their opinions. So, according to Real Clear Politics, this week's polls had some interesting results. We had uh, Biden, you know, still in the lead at 27. Warren catching up, in, slow and steady, inching towards him. She's currently at 26. Sanders dropped down to 15. And then there's the this giant gap between the next candidate, Buttigieg, at 5%. Everyone else doesn't matter. That's arguable. <laughs> Harris at 4.5, Yang at 2.7, O'Rourke at 1.8, Booker at 1.3, Klobuchar at 1.3, and... Castro, Gabbard, Steyer, Williamson, all less than or at 1%. Um, One candidate that we mentioned in this list that you have probably never heard of is Tom Steyer. But if you've ever seen CNN or actually watched 
most main broadcast channels. You've probably seen his face before. Tom Steyer is the man who has been running impeach Donald Trump ads for the past three years on his own dime. If that just tells you a little bit about what Tom Steyer is about and what he's going to run against for Donald Trump. That means next Tuesday, October 15th, there will be a Democratic debate occurring in Ohio, five minutes from where I live. And I have a ticket, but I'll be here in New York. Why'd you buy a ticket? I didn't buy a ticket. A friend got it for me for free. Because Why'd she they give it to, to that, you? She goes to that college, and so she saved it for me because she could get it. She had one and a plus one, and so I was her plus one. So you're telling me your friend doesn't have any other friends to give this ticket to? Not any other friends who are running a politics podcast. Ah. Anyways, next Tuesday, October 15th, there will be a Democratic debate with the new face on it, and that new face that we just talked about is Tom Steyer. We put his face up, but this is audio. So instead, please enjoy Tom Steyer talking about his message. Business has decided it can take over government and has successfully done so. If you take a look at what's happened over the last 40 years, the business community has been able to write the rules for itself and how it's going to operate. You take a look at exactly what's happened in terms of distribution of income around this country, and you can see that for 40 years, the vast bulk of Americans haven't gotten a raise. That's two generations. That's never happened before. So there is a problem with business, which is business is not supposed to be the prime you know, controller of the American government. The American people are. Now, the interesting thing that he did was that he's, uh, for as long as he's been running this impeached Donald Trump campaign, he's been selling merchandise for it on his website. And he apparently sold enough merchandise to make enough money and counted the sales from this stuff as campaign donations and is using that to qualify for the fundraising minimum. And by attaching his name to this impeachment campaign, he's gotten enough name recognition to reach the polling minimum. What you need to qualify for the debate is at least 2% in four national polls and at least 400 unique donors across 20 states. So essentially what he did was buy his way onto the debate stage. So now we've mentioned the Democratic candidates, but as we mentioned before, it's really important to remember that there are not just Democrats running in this race, there are also Republicans. Now the way U.S. politics works is that Usually the incumbent president will not have anyone run against him and he will just win the Republican nomination when the Republican convention comes along. However, this year, obviously, Donald Trump is a different kind of Republican and therefore there is a different kind of race for 2020. Um, there are other Republicans running against the president. Um, you definitely haven't heard about them, but you should. In the, you know, in the endeavor of trying to be as Democratic as possible, uh, we're going to let you know about them in the weeks to come, but in some states, the Republican Party has already canceled their nominating sessions. That means that these candidates can't even get a chance to challenge Trump for the nomination in Kansas, Arizona, South Carolina, and Nevada. Yep, and some important names to consider here, we're just going to mention them now, but we'll go more in depth later, are Mark Sanford, Joe Walsh, and Bill Weld. Is it worse than Trump? Another thing Important thing to bring up, political news. Last Friday was the last day that you could register to vote, so I really hope that all our listeners, all Ten dozen of them, <laughs> have registered to vote. If not, even though the voter registration date has passed in, in New York, the last day to register was Friday, there are some other important dates that you need to keep in mind. Remember, if you forgot to register to vote, you're done. That's it. It's over. But you should keep in mind... Some other dates are, let's see, we have February 3rd, the Iowa caucus, 
most important caucus. February 11th, New Hampshire, the second most important primary slash caucus. And March 3rd, Super Tuesday. Probably by then we'll have a pretty good idea of who's going to be the nominee. We'll also have a pretty good idea of how to run our own podcast, so it'll be a less chaotic mess. Hang in there. And, uh, of course, July 13th through 16th is the Democratic National Convention where they will finally decide who's going to challenge Donald Trump for the presidency. I think it's really important to keep in mind that even though politics is the only thing that we talk about and candidates are just coming out left and right and everything seems so pressing, no no real decisions will be made until the beginning of 2020. Um, This is actually a really important trend in history that has changed, that campaigns take more and more time each year. Like before they used to start right at this time is when candidates would even start mentioning that they were going to start running. How long ago was that? Pre-Reagan. Definitely. Ancient times. Oh, definitely. But now people can announce that they're running two years out, two years ahead. I mean, Donald Trump's campaign, quote unquote, has been running, you know, all the rallies that they've been doing, even from when he won his first term, have been considered campaign events for the purposes of fundraising and whatnot. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have today. You've been listening to 2020 Vision on WNYU at WNYU.org. Tune in next week for analysis on the third Democratic debate, and stay tuned right now for Line to Line to hear two dudes talk about hockey and football.